Hey, what you waiting on? Check, check us on your phone. This the Tony Sands show. Turn your radio on. Kelsey just turned down like a field goal, so we in the zone. Got games like a stadium. I'm gonna go ahead and pack the dome. I'm cooler, smoother. Make you think with your medulla. You a student, I'm a school you with the fact that I'm producing. This is for the high schoolers, college students. Nah, everyone can do it. Do this. I ain't new to this. My style is rich. It's lucrative. Maneuver through it. You know it's fast, only. You know it's so sensational. Like my big homie Tony. You could get me every Monday. After kickoff on Sunday. I got these cold, hard facts. And we ain't talking Sundays. Co-host with Kelly Belly. Shout out to the big homie. You know it's so sensational. Like my big homie Tony. Co-hosting with Kelly Belly. You know it's facts, only. You know I'm so sensational. Like my big homie Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. Go BBS Radio. That's right. It said, go BBS Radio. I am that man. I am Tony Sands. Listen, the show I have impact for you today, it is going to be an explosive show. When I say explosive, from a standpoint of, hey, listen, we're going to jump into a little Antonio Brown. We're going to jump into, is Jerry Jones treating Dak fairly in this contract negotiations? What I mean by that is, is that getting the dude that is due him when it comes to him being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys? Stephen A. Smith seems to feel uh, that's not uh, particularly happening in this situation. He feel like Jerry is treating Dak unfairly when it comes to him uh, uh, paying Dak. They, if you heard, they, they decided they paid Amari Cooper, but they, then they wind up franchising Dak Prescott and saying, hey, we're, we're going to franchise you. And is Stephen A. saying something else? We're going to let the playmaker himself, Michael Irvin, at 415, he would join the show. He's going to dig into that. And then Mike also broke a story last week when DeAndre Hopkins got traded for Houston to Arizona. You trade a DeAndre Hopkins to Arizona, and as Mike said, for a ham sandwich, I that's kind of hard for me to grasp. That you, when I talk about DeAndre Hopkins, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you understand that this guy has been so productive uh, when it comes to production within the NFL. When it comes to production within the NFL, he's probably been the most productive receiver uh, in the NFL. You know, when you look at it, I know a lot of guys don't want to say it, but he's been that dude when it comes to being so uh, productive in this thing. So I'm going to tell you, you guys got to have to listen. I don't want to give all the truth away. And in DeAndre Hopkins situation, was he being treated fairly by Houston or was there an underlining message and what he was trying to get done. Did he did he do the right thing? Did he not do the right thing? Uh, was he a, a model guy? Was there something underlying in this situation that would make us say, ah, I don't know. Was, I don't know. It's got to be something more here. Was he asking for too much money? Was he asking for too much money? And Houston was saying, we can't afford that. And now DeAndre Hopkins is acting kind of, selfish as they would call it uh in the NFL. 
I don't know. I don't know how that plays out. I don't think so. But then, as we say, also, A.B., in the A.B. situation. But we're in, we're in this day and age. Everybody's staying home. You're staying locked in. But once we get out with this corona, COVID-19, how do we come out of this on the other side? When we come out of this on the other side? Because it was said that we would try to stay into April 15th. Now this is moving all the way now to the 30th. So it has moved out. And what I mean by that, because I'm going to ask Michael when he come on, are the days of selfies over? Are the days of shaking hands with each other? Is that over? How can we get into something else? Do we got to go back to bobbing the head, throwing the peace sign up to make sure that we get our message call? Hey, what's up? You know, back in my day when I was a kid, you know, you threw your hands up when I was in high school, your neck up. Hey, what's up? You know, you threw the head up, gave that little funny wink of the eye. What's up, dude? Then we went to dapping. And, and, and I'm, I, I used to always tell my wife that I get, I used to get, and this was before uh, the coronavirus came into play. I used to hate shaking hands. I hate it with a passion. I hated shaking hands. I used to tell my wife all the time, God, won't they just dap? Sometimes you can put out the dap somebody and they just got their hands out like they're ready to shake. So I'm like, what do you want me to do? I'm trying to dap you. I'm trying not to be disrespectful or not to give you none of that. But I wind up, sometimes the, the, the peer pressure of it is, it, 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 it draws you in. It draws you in. So we're going to get into a, little, a lot of that. I know you guys, those that want to call into the show, you can call into the show. Uh, you can speak with my guest, Michael Urban. You can, might have some questions that you want to ask. One of the guests wanted me to ask him, who is a better receiver, A.B. or Julio Jones? So we're going to ask him uh, uh, that question. Who is the best, A.B. or Julio Jones? It depends on, to me, what type of offense you're running that would decide who's the better player, A.B. or Julio. If I'm looking to stretch the field from the outside, I think i go with Julio because he's a bigger, stronger, muscular guy. If I'm looking where I like to be able to move guy in motion, move him around, then I think I'll go more with A.B. because I think at that point A.B. You know, strikes more fear into a, defense, a defensive coordinator when he's moving it back and forth, moving you know here, moving there. So I, that's, that's why I say I would go more uh, with, with A.B. in the motion practice. But I like Julio Dones if you're looking for an overall receiver. He has speed. He's big. He's powerful. He's stronger. In that sense, yeah, I go with I, I would go with Julio. But in the other sense, if I'm a type of in this new age of moving the ball all around, then yeah, I I, I would say, uh, depends on what type of offense I'm running. Depends on what type of offense the coordinator it is. Then I then I go more to uh, I go more to that to 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 Julio on the outside. Back in the day, it was the big receivers on the outside. Mike, Chris Carter, all these guys, Shannon, uh, Sterling Shop, all these guys that could rip the top. They were big, strong. They were more physical at the line. So if I'm looking at that, I'm going more that way versus going the other. But now, Dana White is still trying to get his fight off. But Russia has made it known uh, with us, with the coronavirus. That's another thing that it has affected. It has affected Dana White. Russia's, you know, with, you can't fly. The fight that he had with uh, Khabib is done. That's out. So Dana White is now trying to scramble around 
to trying to find, I guess, American fighters. But I'm still trying to figure out how the fight is going to take place because if they're saying social distance, social distance is nothing that's in uh, the realm of UFC because you got to be close to each other. Not only that, you know, you used to say UFC with the blood, you know, AIDS. Now we're saying Corona, uh, people that close to each other in, in this day and age of social separation is what I call it. Social separation, how far this leads us to it. We as people, we were affectionate people, does it kind of start distancing us back from being affectionate. We're going to find out all these as this show get going because like I told you, it's hot when the playmaker come on. You've seen him on Stephen A. You've seen him on all the great shows. Man, 4.15 of this show is going to be exciting from the time we start to the time we finish. We're going to dive into who's the best, who's not the best, who is saying something other than what they really want to say about someone. It's here on the Tony Sands Show. If you want to call in to get that information, you can call in and speak to myself or my guests. But just charm in with us for a little while and hang out. You're going to get that chance here. We're going to head to a quick commercial break. And in about three minutes, the playmaker himself will be joining the Tony Sands Show. We're going to dive into this show deep. We're going to get back and forth, forth and back. And it's going to be a stellar show. Stay tuned here on the Tony Sands Show. Two types of teams will sign Antonio Brown. Team that is desperate and a team that's a D-fool. Anybody that has any aspirations of going to and winning a Super Bowl ain't putting that guy in his locker room. He's poison. Now, if you guys are just joining into the Tony Sands show and you just heard that part of that interview, as a matter of fact, Doug, play that again. Because I don't think people I don't think that, that part of that soundbite resonated with a lot of people in their ears of what was just stated by Shannon Sharp. Ow, he dug deep. He didn't hold no punches when it came to how he feel about bringing Antonio Brown into a locker room. Put that again for me. Two types of teams will sign Antonio Brown. Team that is desperate and a team that's a D-fool. Anybody that has any aspirations of going to and winning a Super Bowl ain't putting that guy in his locker room. He's poison. Wow. You heard Shannon Shop says, A.B. Antonio Brown is poison to a locker room? I don't know if you want to go that far. I think if you find the right fit for Antonio Brown, which, you know, I get, you know, with Tom Brady signing with Tampa, he felt, you know, his him and his relationship, uh, Tom Brady and his relationship after they came off and played the one game and had a heck of a game uh, in New England, he felt with Tom signing with Tampa, he started lobbying to go to Tampa. And then that comes in to the fact that, Bruce Aronson decided, nah, this is not going to be a fit for Antonio Brown. Because I, when, when you look at that layout of that whole situation when it comes to uh, the Arizona, car, when it comes to, I mean, Tampa Bay, and the way that Tampa Bay is set up, it is not by chance that Tampa knew, that Tom Brady knew, hey, listen, if I got a chance and I want to get into this thing and I want to be able to uh, – uh, Take this thing and, and look at a team where I can go in and fit in, not only fit in, but go in and be uh, a key component. Because that was not that's going to be an understatement. Anyway, he went, he was a bit going to be a key component. Uh, when you look at the two tight ends, the receivers, Goodwin, Mike Evans, Scott Miller. When you look at that whole component of setup with Tom Brady, it is a, a the only weak part I think about that would possibly be. 
their offensive line. But other than that, they got the nice tight ends that they have. Howard is one of the tight ends. Cameron is the other tight end that makes that work all so perfect. It couldn't, you can't get any better uh, uh, than that. So, Tom, so when you add, if you would have been able to add an A-B to that regiment, put him in the slot, that's going to make it even more possible. Without further ado, before the playmakers join the show, what's up, Mike? What's happening? Dude, what's up, man? How are you, man? Man, I'm doing good. Mike, before before you got on, I had Doug to play a soundbite. Doug, as a matter of fact, play that soundbite first, and then we're going to let Mike in. We're going to start charming in on that topic right off the bat, man. Well, let's, let's get deep into this thing because we only got an hour, and I know everybody wants more than an hour, but y'all can't get more than an hour. We're going to give you the playmaking like it is. Play that for me, Doug. Two types of teams will sign Antonio Brown. Team that is desperate and a team that's a D-fool. Anybody that has any aspirations of going to and winning a Super Bowl ain't putting that guy in his locker room. He's poison. Wow. Playmaker, what, what you hear Shannon Shop, and he's openly candid that, hey, listen, don't bring this guy in. What's your thoughts on that when you hear that soundbite play out and, and you see what's going on with Antonio Brown and what has gone on with Antonio Brown? How do you see this thing playing out for Antonio Brown? There's a lot of layers to this, too, Tony. First of all, you know, anybody signs Antonio Brown, they know he has to go through that process uh, with, with the NFL and, and making sure that he will be on the field to make it suspended, all of those things. And, and I totally understand that Antonio Brown has done everything out there to make people have that response, or I should say that reaction, when asked about bringing him on. He's earned that with some of the decisions he's made and, and some of the things that we've seen. He's absolutely earned that. But the reality is there are two things that are going on in this whole equation that can break back that strong stance that you hear uh, Shannon Sharp making against Antonio Brown in the strong stance that you've heard Bruce Arians make saying there's no way he's not, he doesn't fit our locker room. And that's Bruce Arias has an opportunity here to, to, to step out and get a team and win and take your team to a Super Bowl because you know he has Tom Brady. He has maybe two years to do that. So there's a, there has to be a count or a sense of we got to pitch in and do what we have to do right now. Okay, that's number one. And number Correct. two, Tom Brady's trying to show the world, show the world. That, 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 that everything that happened in the last 20 years in New England was because of me and not because of Bill Belichick. And the best way Tom Brady can do that is if he takes Tampa Bay to a Super Bowl this year. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. If so, he takes Tampa to a Super Bowl this year, everybody's going to say, man, it was all Tom Brady. And, and, and Tom Brady will get the heads up over Bill Belichick. Now, I know we all sound funny. We sound good. We're so strong and we can stand on all our principles right now when everybody's zero and zero. You let Tampa start out, start out like one and two. Or, 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 or things don't go well there early on. And they start thinking, man, maybe we need more help. Then that opens the door back up to possibly talking about and Antonio Brown. I, I understand, but, but, but now that's one of the things Shannon said. 
when he talked about this, cause, and he, he yeah. did right. You know, we talked about this, Tony. My mom, my mom always said, baby, don't watch, my, watch the people you, that you step on on your way up because you may run by those people on your way down and you may need yeah. them. So treat everybody good. My mom always said that. And and, 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 and whatever happened with Antonio Brown and Bruce Arians, you know, on Antonio Brown's way up, wasn't good, so that's why Bruce Arians said, "No, I won't bring him back in because Antonio Brown now is on his way down. Doesn't have a team, so you have to be careful." I tell everybody, be ye careful on how you treat people all the time, because you never know who you may need in the end. But this thing is not over. If we get into some football, somebody gets hurt in, in Tampa, and, 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 and they are looking at Antonio Brown sitting over there not playing, then they may revisit that same thing. And Mike, that's why, I, and it's crazy that you brought that up because Shannon Sharp, this is what guys that are listening, this is exactly what Shannon Sharp said. Doug, can you play the first 45 seconds of that interview, of that soundbite? Well, guys, and, 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 and let's talk about this. I want to jump right into this, and I want to start this right. Listen, I love that they kept Amari Cooper because I saw what the Dallas Cowboys looked like a couple of years ago when we when they got rid of Dez Bryant and didn't bring in another number one receiver. They need Amari Cooper. And and, 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 they, and they did what they needed to do to keep him. Now, I heard, I heard when Snoop came on, I, I've been texting back and forth with Stephen A, and I want you to stop the rhetoric that Jerry's doing that wrong. That Jerry's not you doing that wrong. It. That's just big. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Listen, my producer's ready to get to that one Right off the bat, but I don't want to jump too early to that because that's dangerous. Yeah, I want to get to that too. We can talk about that. But but I know what piece you're talking about. You're talking about when Shannon talked about kissing toes and and, and the toe, stepping on the toes on your way up because you made that that toe maybe connected to the foot, that's connected to the leg, that's connected to the butt that you must kiss coming back around. And, 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 and that's what I was saying. He's right about that in some sense, you know. And that's a good lesson for all young people. For all young people, so that's why I appreciate him as he speaks that part of it because he's right. He's right. But on the other side, Tony, in the NFL, there's a desperation to winning, a desperation. And Bruce Arians wants to solidify himself as a great head coach. He needs to win a championship. Tom Brady wants to solidify himself as the main catalyst, as the main catalyst to all of those championships that went down in New England over the last 20 years, he needs to win this championship. So so all of those other things, that's on the back end. You know, right now, when everybody's 0-0, it's easy to say, no way, and stand tall and stand proud. No way I'm not doing it. And that's it, Tony, uh, uh, Antonio Brown has done some crazy things to make people say that. But winning, winning, and pressure about winning, changes a lot of things as we get closer and closer to a season. Just keep your eye upon that. Just but, Mike, I also, when I, you know, when I hear an interview, I'm dissecting that interview from one end to the other. And when you really listen to that interview that Bruce Erickson had, he ended, we might not have enough money. He didn't say, hey, it's out of the equation. It's not going uh, to happen. You hit it. Well, you said something now. He, he said, we don't think it's not- money-wise. He yeah. sure said something, did he? So there's a crack in that door. There's exactly. a crack in that door if he comes in at maybe $10 million this year. Or, Instead of his customary $21 million, he may want. 
And then, Mike, they, with the way it is now, they may say, hey, listen, let us bring you in. You help us win a championship, you get back on top, but we can't pay you, like you said, the money that you are used to getting. We can't give you that. What we're going to give you, something that will make you back in the NFL. To show people that you are. And I know Tampa, from a standpoint, is saying to themselves, with the receivers that they have, good one, Evans, the tight ends that they have, you put him in the slot, Mike, and look out. Oh, my God. That is a, deep, that is a defensive coordinator's nightmare. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, and, it's incredible. and, and let me show you this, too, man. And let me tell people this, too, because this is this, another reality that we, that we must cover. Tom Brady putting it out there that he's trying to help Antonio Brown. Let, let me tell you all something now. That's big. That's big. Yeah. Because, yeah. you, you know, and, and let me tell some black folk here now, cause, and, and I'll, I'll share some things here. But black people, right, Tom Brady, as big as Tom Brady, as great as Tom Brady is, this is why you, you see now why he's won Super Bowls. It's not because in this game, unlike all other sports, you, got to, you, you, you can't have individual isolated success. Tom Brady reaching towards brothers like that, saying, I know you've been having problems, man. I'm still here, and I want to help you, man. I want to help you get back on track. That's huge, man. Tom Brady got street cred across this country just because, oh, yeah. of, that, just because of that right there. I was watching LeGarrette Blunt the other day when they talked about him going to Tampa. He held up a jersey, and it's signed by Tom Brady. He says it's his favorite piece of uh, memorabilia. Signed by Tom Brady. It says, Brothers Forever. It's yeah, brothers forever. That's black talk. That's Tom Brady yeah. speaking brother talk. See, see Tom Brady, <laughs> that's what makes him so brilliant. It ain't yeah. just that he knows how to throw a pass between the eights. If you win number 88, I got to throw that in there. It's also <laughs> he knows how to communicate to all people all the time, and he gets on everybody level. That's the one thing he asked me. I'll never forget it. When they won the first Super Bowl, he asked me about winning Super Bowls. He said, Mike, how do, Mike, how do I continue to win just like y'all won more than one? I said, always, always remember, don't ever walk don't ever walk in front of your team. Always walk with your team. And he's always been that. He's yeah. always been that, man. And, and I'm telling you, that kind of leadership, that kind of reaching down, because he's the highest of highs, and right now Antonio Brown's probably in the lowest of lows. That kind of reaching down, trying to pull a brother up, goes a long way. Tom Brady can put on any necklace, any jewelry, big old gold rope, and walk through the neighborhood, walk right <laughs> through the ghetto, and ain't nobody going to touch him touch because him. he's that hey, kind of dude. The kid, he's going to be like the Pied Piper against, hey, that's go Tom Brady. Everybody comes Tom Brady, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? Are you Tom? on TV? TV12, what's up? He's that kind of dude, Tony. That's why, man. That, 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 and, and and that kind of dude can 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 probably can probably keep Antonio Brown in a good place, being around and playing with that kind of dude. And like you say, in a good place, that leads me into what I'm finna say. I got sources that told me this Saturday, TB12 was in Miami, throwing to who? Tom Brady. I mean to Antonio Brown. Tom Brady was in town throwing to Antonio Brown. Just, just Saturday. Now that come from a a, a a source that you know I, that's a credible source that I would say is a credible source, and it came from not from that, but it came out of the mouth of AB. So oh, they, see, this, see, they ain't got that yet. Yeah, so, they so, haven't so, got so, that so, yet. See, you making that statement, and, <laughs> and, and, and everybody else talking about it. The national yeah. news, I guarantee you, 
will try to look and find that to see if they get, if they got Antonio. And, and that says something too. Now let's say this too: if that is true, and if that's what your source said, if those two were thrown together, and we did not see it on AB's Instagram or AB social media. Dude, that says that Tom Brady does have some kind of control over the situation. And that's what I, because that's what I, I thought. I said, and, and that says that maybe Tom Brady can control the situation if you bring it. Nobody else has been able to make him, don't post this. Don't yes. post this. Don't bring so, the camera. So, so, don't so, do this. So don't people that, out there yeah. going to do their job. They got to get on and find out if that is true. If that yeah. is true, then that is something that we're talking about. Tom Brady has some kind of control and can help minimize and, and possibly eliminate some of the things that we've seen with Antonio Brown. And that's what, and that was my biggest thing. I said, you sure this is credible? He said, yeah, I'm just telling you, this is what he told me. He said, this is what he, I'm like, okay, all right. If you, I said, cause I'm not, I don't see it on no post that he didn't do. So that told me it, it spoke volumes to the whole situation from a standpoint of when I say, Okay, now how, you know, how is Tom Brady dissecting? Is he dissecting what Bruce Aronson is saying is the way I'm dissecting it? You know, hey, you know, you talk to him. If he's willing to take a, a, a serious pay cut, this can possibly happen. But we're going to, we're going to, you know, we don't want to put it out so fast now. And we still got to deal with the league on how the league is going to view this. But then, it, you know, it, it also, also, he has to be careful with, with his own guys. You know, so right now, why, why am I saying, okay, we got Tom Brady, now my guys aren't good enough. You know, how, how, how's Mike Evans? How's Godwin going to take that? How, how, how are my guys going to take that? So, so I, got, I, got, I got to eliminate that right now for my own guys. I'm really happy with the guys I have. I'm, I love the guys I have. That, that's Correct. speaking more to those guys, and even though we'll pull it out and, and say it's speaking down to A.B. But you got to come through that division with Drew Brees. Drew Brees just upped. He just upped his uh, receiving core when he signed Emmanuel Sanders. I love Emmanuel yes. Sanders. That's one of those one. That's one of my boys right there in the league, right there, Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders. You know, yes. I, I love that dude. He's a great dude, and I'm gonna tell you, that's one of the greatest dudes you can bring in your locker room. Now you put him with Michael Thomas. That's a yes. great locker room, great tandem, and 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 it's going to take something to beat that. So I'm just saying, I, I'm going to continue to watch, and I think it'll be an interesting watch as we get closer and closer to 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 the real time playing some football. That that, that situation. Mike, when we, when we talk about playing football, in order to play football in this day and age with the guys that are playing football, people want to get paid. People want to get their money. Pay me, as a as a phrase, as I, I like when Random Mall say, straight cash, homie. Listen, we're gonna get into this thing with Dak Prescott. Stephen A. Smith is throwing things out there. We're going to dissect exactly what is Stephen A. Smith trying to get across to America in reference to this negotiation. We're going to come back in a quick commercial break, and we're coming back with the playmaker, Michael Irvin, as we dive into who? Dak Prescott. Let's get paid. Carson Wentz, we like Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz has never, he got to the playoffs for the first time this year, couldn't complete the right. game because he was injured. When right. they won the Super Bowl, right. he was hurt. When they got to the playoffs the year after that, he was hurt. Right. He has not accomplished what Dak Prescott has accomplished. Four straight years, no never doubt. missed a start, no winning record no in doubt. three of the four years, completed 65% of his passes in, four, in three of the four years, just nearly threw for no 5,000 yards. You paid Ezekiel Elliott, you paid Jalen Smith. 
You now right. paid Amari Cooper. You paid every damn body but your quarterback and you, a wide receiver. Mike, Stephen A. Smith is adamant that he feel we're back here on the Tony Sands Show. I'm with Michael Irvin, the playmaker himself. Mr. Dallas Cowboy, three-time Super Bowl champion, have won at all levels. Charming in. Mike, so wh- when you hear that and you was on the interview with Stephen A. Smith, how do you feel when it comes to this negotiation between Dak Prescott and Jerry Jones? Uh, first of all, there is no one uh has been more supportive of Dak Prescott than I have. I mean, I, I talked with Jerry with Dak was just a rookie and said, hey, man, that, that's our guy right there. When Jerry was talking about bringing in uh, uh, another backup, I was like, we don't need another backup. I told him, I said, hope dictates effort, man. Hope. And right now, we, we, this team has lost all hope and backup quarterbacks. He threw a touchdown in the preseason game against the uh, Los Angeles Rams, and, I, and we were out in Los Angeles the first game back. And Jerry said, man, look at that. Did you see that throw? I said, stop looking at the throw. You're looking at the wrong thing. I was in the box with Jerry. We were watching the game. I said, look at the sidelines, man. Everybody was up watching him perform. I said, you see that? That kid gives them hope. They they got some hope in that kid. That's what you need to run with. Run with hope. Jerry made the decision. We went with Dak, Dak. We've been running with Dak. Now, now, when I went on with, with, with Stephen A., (laughs) <laughs> and also, when I sit back and listen to my boy Shannon Sharp, both of them are my boys. <laughs> but even in that interview with Stevie Day, I said, hey, man, I don't need you trying to put hater aid in our gator aid. Because that's exactly what him and Shannon Sharp is trying to do. And and here again, I want I want I want to yes. educate the white audience on black talk sometimes. And and as I sit home in this quarantine time watching it, <laughs> and, and what I want to stomp out when I'm talking to Stephen A. When I talk about don't put that hater aid in our gator aid, or when I hear yes. the stuff Shannon them saying, because because Stephen A. also said he paid Tom, he paid uh, Troy Aikman, yes, and he paid he paid Tony Romo. What's wrong with paying Dak Prescott? Now, 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 now. now I, that doesn't sound like anything. Yes. But, 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 but when you throw in Tom, uh, Troy Aikman and Tony Romo, and then you come back to Prescott, and then on yes. the other side, I see Shannon Sharp. You know what he does? He said, uh, listen, I don't understand. They, they, they paid Ryan Tannehill, and they paid uh, uh, Kirk Cousins. Why did they pay Dak Prescott? So yes. whenever the black man drops out two white names like that, then go to the black quarterback, he is intimating, intimating that maybe it's because he's black that he's not getting paid. And Jerry is doing that wrong. And that's what he was trying to say. And I was like, no, stop yeah. that. Jerry's not doing that wrong. This is business. This is business. If Dak doesn't sign a long-term deal, Dak will make 75 million millies. 75 million millions over the next two years. So so that that's incredible money. Now, now yes. what we should be talking about when they're talking about Dak is two more African-Americans. Dak is talking about two more guys. Dak ain't talking about Tom Brady or Tony Romo. Tom, Tom Brady or Tony Romo. Tom, uh, Tom, Tony Romo ain't never made this kind of money that he's money. going to make. Dak, Dak ain't, ain't, ain't talking about Kirk Cousins or Ryan Tannehill because they ain't making the kind of money he's making. When you talk about that, Prescott, you should be talking about Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson, Russell at $35 million a year, 
and the four million that we know that Patrick Mahomes is going to get. So, so when you use those other analogies, you're, you're tossing some salt in the game. And and, and and as a man that has stood before Jerry and, and all the things Jerry's done, I've talked about Jerry, talked with Jerry. We brought in all kinds of other guys out here, African-Americans, that have had some issues to give them an opportunity. I refuse to let y'all go after Jerry that way. I refuse standing here as a black man to let you try to intimate or insinuate or imply, and, and certainly there's no such thing. You can't infer because there's no evidence. You can, to infer, there has to be evidence to say I inferred this. Jerry has given you no evidence to infer that, so you're just implying, grasping out of straws and nothing, coming up with that stuff, because that's not the reality. Jerry in that is doing business, and we have to understand it's just business. And that is doing some great business because he's going to ultimately win in this contract negotiation. Yes. He's going to ultimately win, and Jerry's going to ultimately pay probably more than he wanted. No, no, ain't no probably more than he wanted to pay because pay. that's just how it's set up for the quarterback market. And I just think we have to be careful here. And I, and I want to make sure I shot them boys down and trying <laughs> to stir, like I said, put haterade and I get it. They won't like to get mad and say, man, I'm yeah. out of here. Jerry doing me wrong when that's yeah. not the reality. And every time I see this kind of stuff that comes up wrong, I got to stomp it out. So I just want to make sure we stomp that out. And Mike, do you feel like, and with Shannon and, and with Stephen A., do you feel they used that analogy to say, okay, if I throw Tom, if I throw, you know, uh, Troy Aikman or Tony Romo name up first, and then I come back to Dak Prescott, do you feel like that he might have – we use that and we say, okay, now we're going to add a little fire to it. Now we're going to really put the pressure to it. And now that leads to him saying, okay, well, let me hurry up and get this deal done. Because if I don't hurry up and get this deal done, now it's going to come out that, hey, there's more to this than just paying Dak Prescott the money that he deserves. Right. Well, well, well what you do we, – we, and, and, and they're, great at, they're, they're great at what they do. So so they, they don't have to – they don't have to uh, – break down the meal they just have to serve it and as you're chewing on it and as you're digesting it later on you think about it you may regurgitate it and say oh this is what they meant i just gave you the intimations uh, uh, about it uh, or the implications around it to be honest with you i just gave it to you and i wanted to make sure that we didn't get started down that road and, and we stump all of that out but 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 absolutely Absolutely. And the reality is times are different. And, you know, Troy was yes. the first-round pick, didn't have this kind of free agency. And, and Tony Romo Tony, Tony Romo came you know, came up from nothing and, and, and got an opportunity, Did you know what I mean? So, so they were in, in, in different times. But, but there, Dak Prescott, is going to, he's going to get his deal. He's going to get his deal. I, but, but to say that Jerry's doing him wrong in any way, and that's what they were trying to imply, is, right, in, yes. is absolutely insane and crazy. Now, let me tell you what wrong is, just so you can have uh, <laughs> uh, uh, something to do a comparative analysis to. Had, had Jerry, had, they say whoever owns the Tennessee Titans. Yes. You yes. guys in Miami area, you know. So, so for 10 games, Ryan Tannehill comes in and plays 10 games behind that motor I call Derrick Henry, rushing for 200 yards a game. 200 Correct. yards a game. So, so Ryan Tannehill comes in behind that motor for 10 games who just basically really got cut from Miami or certainly traded and sent away from Miami. 
in, in, in those 10 games, you turn around and get Ryan Tannehill, 120, $130 million, whatever, $129 million, $29 million a year, $30 million a year. $30 million a year, $120 million, I think, over four years, it was, was something like that. And then you offer the motor one year at $10 million. That's his That's his salary cap number. So even if he – that's his friend and franchise tag number. That's his offer. And, and if, he, if he plays two years, maybe he'll make two years next $22 million. To me, that's sin. That's sin. Yeah. And everybody talking about well, but that, that's fair. That's what the market bears for running backs. Yeah, there's a difference between being fair and being just. Fair right. says I'm giving everybody the same thing. Just, just, just says I'm giving everybody what they deserve, what they've earned, what they deserve. I rather deal in just. I want to play for people that are just. I don't want to play with somebody that's fair. Well, I'm going to pay you the top of the running back market, even though you know I made this team. I got this team to an AFC championship game. Don't tell me you want to be fair. I'm going to pay you. I'm going to be fair and pay you at the top of the running back market. Don't tell me that. Tell me you're going to be just and give me what I deserve and what I've earned, and you ain't going to give it a quarterback that only played in 10 games $130 million and then turn around and offer me just $10 million. Now that's... That, that's something being wrong, but we don't talk about Tennessee enough, so nobody brings that up. Yeah, and that and that leads me, Mike, when, when we're saying doing wrong and and running back and 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 the undertone of what's going on throughout the league, throughout everything, it brings us to bring me to this DeAndre Hopkins situation when I, when we of what took place with him. When you're talking about a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, hands just his hands so big, he can touch his fingertips when he palm a football. They just that big. And all of a sudden, one morning you wake up and you're the best guy on your team, the number one guy on your team. That was that's like uh when you were playing and all of a sudden you, you woke up and they said the Dallas Cowboys in the height of their crease have just traded Michael Irvin off to uh 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 at that time. Let me let me find Back to Arizona again. Back to Arizona. Now we wake up and DeAndre Hopkins is traded, and as the word you use, for a ham sandwich. What made you come up with the word a ham sandwich when you heard this this situation take place? Okay, there are a couple of things there. Now, you got to – because now this is what I'm talking about here. This, this dude here, top two, three receivers in the NFL yes. right now, bar none. An argument you won't have, no, no, you, you you won't get from basically anybody in the league. Everybody will tell you, hey, top two, three guys in the league, period, bar none. Correct. You have a young quarterback that you're trying to groom and send into that next plateau, the next level of greatness and, and, Deshaun, and Deshaun Watson. The greatest thing you can give him is a, is a receiver with a great catch radius. That means anywhere you put that ball near him, I'm going to catch He's going to pull that ball down for him. Anywhere Deshaun Watson put that ball near DeAndre Hopkins, he'll pull that ball down for Deshaun Watson. That's it. That's what he does. He has that catch radius. That's the greatest thing he can have when he's a young quarterback. So when, when, when they fool him in coverage and he doesn't know what to do, he got that catch radius. He got over that there. catch radius. Put it up somewhere yep. over there. When, when, when things break down, 
on the line, and he's being chased by defenders. He got that catch radius over there. I always got me a safe spot to go with the ball. Go with you the ball. trade that, and you get back a running back, and, and God bless him, but David Johnson <laughs> hadn't had a great year since, I think, 215, 216. You know, uh, uh, and, and you put that on top of that, that, that the coach, O'Brien, he's already made two trades for running backs and getting Correct. in Carlos Hyde and getting in Duke Johnson. Now you make a third trade for a third running back and, and, and the same thing that you keep saying, well, we can find running backs in any rounds. You can find a running back in this draft. You can find another running back in the later rounds of this draft if you wanted one. You don't give up that commodity, that kind of commodity, that kind of resource for that young quarterback for, 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 for a third trade on a running back. And don't tell me, don't tell me about the money because, okay, you're trading even money there. You trade Correct. even money. They, 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 they each make it about twelve, thirteen million a year. You trade even money there. Then you turn around and you get signed Randall Cobb to replace him, to replace DeAndre Hopkins, and you pay him another nine million. I'm gonna keep DeAndre Hopkins and add five million on his salary. That closed the money thing down. Yes. What, 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 so, so I'm just looking at that. It's like, wait a minute. What happened? Something happened wrong. That's why I bring it back to saying. It amounts to a ham sandwich. What did it add to your team? The same—it's a gourmet meal. We got a gourmet meal on the table, and Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. And you just said, "Here, put this ham sandwich on the table. Take off that gourmet meal." And and, and Mike, let's listen to that soundbite when you uh, with the interview. That soundbite, Doug, play the soundbite here. And let, I want people to hear because I want this to resonate in people's ears. I want to leave this in your ear to understand. How this took place. I was like, what? He, he, he put in Aaron Hernandez in this meeting. He said, yes, he did. He said, Michael, that blew my mind that he would even bring that up. I've never been in any trouble. I don't know why would he equate me with Aaron Hernandez. And from there, the meeting just deteriorated. You know, he got into talking about DeAndre Hopkins because DeAndre Hopkins has uh, a few kids and, and, and from different, different, different women. And he said, you know, he told DeAndre he doesn't like that he has his baby mamas around sometimes. And, and from that, I think the relationship just went bad. And thus, we got a trade of DeAndre Hopkins from, from Houston for basically, like I said earlier, a ham sandwich, all because of that relationship. So, Mike, this, this is what I'm this – is, this is this whole situation. Uh, how, does, how does this play – how does this play out when it comes to all this? Yeah, and when you look in the locker room, look, you know, and, and, and everybody's been right now trying to figure out what, what is Deshaun Watson tweeting because he's tweeting all these lyrics from rap songs. Yes. If you, watch, if you follow him online, he's tweeting lyrics from rap songs. Like, I don't know who's playing with me, all these things. So, so you know, some Drake rap songs and everything. So, so I, 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 and both of those guys are Clemson guys. You know those guys, hey, yeah, they, they hang together. That's one yes. of the things that came out of that meeting, and that's why they were having that meeting, Coach O'Brien and Deshaun Watson and, and DeAndre Hopkins, because I think Coach O'Brien was concerned about the power and yeah. the connectivity that Deshaun Watson, uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson was sharing. Correct. And he wanted to make sure that, that, that he has the inroads with, with Deshaun Watson and not have that, 
have that thing standing in front of him that DeAndre Hopkins brings. But on the other side of that, you, you go and disrupt that. Those guys were best friends. They were, they were great friends. They both went to Clemson. So you know, you know, there's no way you disturb that. They, so, so they're sitting around. I, I tell Dak, I told Dak, Zeke, and, and, and Yolo, uh, Jalen Smith, when they, when they first got drafted, they all came in together. And I watched these guys walk around together in Dallas. And they were always together. I said, man, you guys will do something special together because you're always together. I said, the one thing you have to do is when you're together, make sure like Johnny Apple sees, you're just dropping seeds all the time about winning championships. You should Correct. be talking to each other about winning championships. Just dropping seeds, and I guarantee you championship, championship trees will grow. So that's what those two were doing all the time. They would be together when I was in London during the game. That's who I had to dinner. I saw DeAndre Hopkins and Sean Watson together. They're over there. They're talking about what they're planning on doing in this league, how they want to win championships together in this league. It's hard to get that with teammates nowadays with social media. So if you got it, you don't break that up. And I thought that was a big, big breakup that, that, that went on in Houston. And, and, and you heard why it went down. In, yes. in those in, 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 in that interview, that's exactly what D. Watts, D uh, Sean Watts, DeAndre Hopkins told me about what happened in that meeting. So I didn't violate anybody's trust. I had Correct. to go ahead to go and talk about those things on TV, and I brought the truth to light. Listen, Mike, man. Hey, listen. It was great having your own man. That time go by so fast. When two brothers are chopping it up as we are chopping it up, hey, this is almost like we're in, we in the barbershop. And in, in the black community, the barbershop is where everything goes down. That's where you get all the dirt from what That's goes the free on. Therapy. You know, we, we, we're tired. I ain't going to pay for no therapy. No, but you go to the barbershop. That's no. where you go get that therapy. therapy. And, and I'm not yeah. saying it's smart, people. I'm not saying because we really need professional help sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But we go to the yeah. barbershop and get that old cheap version of help, and it's not always good decisions. Like yeah. some of the things that Antonio Brown, he may even get some help from that barbershop. Barber. When he really could need to go talk to some professional people. I'm just, I want to tell my black folk, let's stop going to the barbershop when we need to go get some real help from some real people sometime. That's all I want to say. I just want to put hey, that out listen, there because I you love You got it. the knowledge from the playmaker himself. So we're closing this show out, man. It's been a great show. Join me each and every Monday here on the Tony Sands Show as I've dropped the knowledge so you can feed on it and get full, especially in this corona era we stuck in we got to make the best of it and i'm getting a chance to laugh and joke just off what i'm seeing on instagram how i'm studying so stay tuned each and every monday join me tony sand show bbs radio iheart we're closing out thanks mike man i hit you up all right buddy y'all be safe out there man everybody be safe god bless and we will win in the end exactly